Hey CEOs, welcome back to the CEO Wing Woman Show. I'm your host, Christy Bowie, and I am here with Bianca B. King today. I am so excited to have this conversation. Today, we are going to talk about ambition, what it means to her, and how she is using her business to really reframe ambition and help incredibly successful women. So Bianca is an entrepreneur and professional matchmaker on a mission to help women accelerate their success. Literally, you just said like, dream words. We absolutely love this. That's what we are all about here. Bianca is the CEO and founder of the exclusive collective Pretty Damn Ambitious. Bianca matches ambitious women with premier vetted and verified coaches so they can finally amplify their ambitions and achieve the professional and personal growth and success they desire. Bianca is also president and creative director of 7573 Marketing Group, and she has served as the marketing director of Texas Wall Street Women since 2017. So you guys, we have a wealth of knowledge here. I am so excited. She has had more than 20 years of marketing experience and an MBA in e-commerce marketing. Bianca is going to bring us a wealth of knowledge and experience as the same way she does to her clients. And today she resides in Dallas, which if you guys don't know, I do too. So I absolutely love this. And she lives with her husband and loves trying new recipes, gardening, and traveling. I feel like gardening is one of those things people have picked up recently, and I absolutely love hearing about it. So Bianca, I am so excited to welcome you. Thank you so much for having me, Christy. It's so great to be here today. Perfect. So I would love for you kind of just to share a little bit about your journey, your business, and kind of what has brought you to the point you're at today. Yeah. So I am uh, an older entrepreneur, I should say. I've been an entrepreneur for almost 15 years. But before that, I started my career in commercial real estate and worked for amazing teams, but unfortunately didn't quite have that fulfillment that I was looking for and decided at the tender age of 32 to start my own marketing agency. And then from there, we've just been working with amazing clients across the U.S. We typically work with business service services clients. And then as I was doing that, I've been coached and mentored throughout my entire life. And I always see the massive positive effects of coaching and, and mentorship. And I was thinking, how can we get women to accelerate their success? Obviously, personal development will help that. But then how does one actually go about finding a coach? So from my perspective and, and my, what my friends have told me and, and peers, they, they usually just use like a referral network. And I was like, there's got to be a better way. So that's how Pretty Damn Ambitious was born. It was like, okay, how can I find like these amazing badass women coaches and match them with really great high achieving women who want to be coached so that they can basically accelerate their success? And here we are today. I love that. And I also love that you bring in like the personal development. I think sometimes we talk about and think about coaching and it's business coaching. How do I, you know, be a better business owner, which is so, so important, but I actually posted this on social media the other day and it was, I went to South by Southwest a few weeks ago and, you know, one of these big entrepreneurship conferences and was listening to all these speakers and all the things they did. And my revelation from that was in the kindest way possible. These people are not that special. Right. <laughs> they just had the right support system. They brought yes. in the right people. They did the right things. And so like that coaching relationship, that growth, the other thing they did a lot was they really got to know themselves. And when they got yeah. to know themselves, they really discovered who they were personally. 
They saw where they were weak, which gave them the opportunity to bring in people to support them. So everything you're saying is something I've totally been like, yes, so true. Learn yourself, <laughs> learn your gaps and fill those gaps. So I absolutely love that. You know, that's something you identified to making sure that match really is correct for people. So Indeed, I kind of yeah. want to start talking about something you talk about a lot is ambition and yeah. how that, you know, comes to play in our personal and professional life. Can you kind of talk to us about what ambition means to you and kind of where that comes in, in this whole equation? Right. So first off, let's just define ambition. So ambition is essentially a beautifully dressed up word for your desire to succeed. And ambition, unfortunately, has been loaded down with a lot of baggage, like the word money. <laughs> so yeah. a lot of times when people hear the word ambition, they think of something that's negative. However, when men and historically white cisgender men are called ambitious, it's a wonderful thing. But when it's women or marginalized communities, it's, it's looked at negatively. You're so I was thinking, <laughs> I'm sorry. I said, you're bossy, you're needy when it's yes, bossy, somebody needy, else. You're, 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 you're desiring way too much. And yeah. as if our desires don't count, right? <laughs> as if our success doesn't count, right? So I was thinking, what, how, how can we flip the script? How can we not have ambition actually be a dirty word? Because it's not a dirty word. Again, it's just a dressed up word for your desire to succeed. So I was thinking, hmm, let's redefine it. So my new definition of ambition is the joyful, diligent pursuit of success informed by one's ideals. And the reason why I'm saying that is because it needs to be about your core values. It needs to be about what actually moves you and makes you feel good. It's not about the societal measure of success, cars in the driveway, the mansion, all, all of that BS. It's really about what moves you. So if you're a mom and you're just really trying to raise really good humans, which we all need in the world right now, that can be your ambition. And there's nothing wrong with that. Or if you do have a desire to actually make it to the C-suite, if you are career woman, then there's nothing wrong with that either. Or if you're just wanting to actually become an entrepreneur and be the best damn entrepreneur that you can be, there's, there's nothing wrong with that. So I really want to level the playing field for ambition and make it just more inclusive for everyone. And, it, you know, so, so we can all use it and leverage it to actually reach our success. Yeah. I love that. And talking about, you know, informed by your ideals, that is so important because, you know, to our listeners who have heard my story before, I had probably a pr pretty similar background to you where I had the traditional quote unquote successful career. You would have looked at me from the outside yeah. and been like, yes, she's successful. And I achieved that right out of school, got the job I was told to get. And then I was like, now what? Like, I'm not right. happy. I'm super yeah. confused because I was told this is what I should do and I do right. it. And now I'm like, wait a minute, that didn't yeah. make me happy. And so learning that we cannot have ambition or success based on someone else's interpretation of what success means is so important. And right. I think especially, you know, in the past few years, people's ideas of success and what they want in life has really, really changed. I mean, for me, I jokingly made this TikTok about how my dream four years ago was to like be in the corner office and now it's to work from home in my pajamas. And literally everybody was like, yes, yes, yes. I totally relate. And so being able to not only understand that, but understand how that changes over right. your lifetime and understand that. Do you feel like for you and for a lot of your clients, like that, the idea of ambition changes over their lifetime and how do we yes. embrace and understand that? Oh, that's a really great question. Yes, it absolutely changes because 
what I wanted in my 20s versus what I wanted in my 30s now in my 40s is completely different. So, you know, early on, I was very much like you, like I, I wanted the corner office, I, you know, worked my way up and got my real estate license and did all these amazing things and traveled and, uh, you know, did, did all those things. And I thought, okay, that's success. That was the version of success that I wanted then. And then I looked around and I, I didn't actually feel a lot of joy or fulfillment in what I was doing. And I'm like, there's got to be something else. <laughs> so I was like, all right, let's move on. So I moved in and started my marketing agency. And, and during that time in my thirties, success for me was making sure that my clients were taken care of, making sure that I was making money, making sure that I replaced, if not quadrupled the income that I came from corporate. Those were my, my measures of, of success. And obviously being able to have more freedom and, and time off and all of that. Now, fast forward to my 40s, I'm like, how can I give back? How can I really make sure that now that I've achieved all of the success that I can ensure that other women have that ladder of success as well? And of course, the vacations and the money and all that stuff is still in there, but th there's just a different focus. And I just think as we, as we mature and as we age and as we just have life experiences, our, our local of success is going to just change. And I think it's really important that you commented in there, like, yes, enjoying ourselves, having money, having trouble, all those things. It still matters because yes. a lot of people, you know, like you said before, ambition is associated with money. Okay. We need to rebrand it. Great. That doesn't mean it's no longer about money. This just means we view money differently. And this is something that I have been working through. My clients work through all the time. Yeah. Money is no longer the goal. Money is the tool to get us to that goal. And yes. when you approach that in a different mindset, it changes everything. And, you know, it doesn't mean you don't still want the money. That is important. Yeah. That's how we live in this world. And you right. should never feel ashamed for wanting money. But yeah. I think it changes because seeking money for the goal of seeking money is very different than saying, I want money because I want to serve this purpose. And, exactly. and that is just so, so much deeper. So talking about, you know, ambition, I think it presents itself in different ways, sometimes mm -hmm. in, you know, more aggressive ways that can almost maybe feel toxic, that can Correct. kind of hurt us. Can you speak a little bit to, you know, what level of ambition to have is good? And at what point are we like, oh, you are hurting yourself. You are causing burnout because right. I've been there and yes. <laughs> being able to <laughs> recognize too. that I think is very important. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so I would say you really need to kind of calibrate it to you, right? If you are doing something that is harmful to your mind, body, and soul. So mind, you're not giving your, your, yourself the time and space to, you know, be mindful and sleep, you know, your, your soul. If it, if it feels like it's soul crushing when you're going into work and you're working 50 hours or, or 60 hours a week. Um, and then your body, how does your body feel? Like, is your body feeling stressed or, or, or something in, in some type of way, you really need to calibrate it to you. Because if I sit here and tell you, hey, Christy, you know, you, know, you really shouldn't work no more than 20 hours a week, you're probably going to look at me like, what? <laughs> or what another, do I do? Person may be like, another person may be like, that's way too much. I'm only working four hours a week, you know? So you really mm -hmm. need to make sure that you're calibrating it to yourself. And I think part of that is really making sure that you are working towards your real core values. What are those core values? If you can inform your ambition with that, then you're going to be good to go. Perfect. I love that. And even, you know, you saying that measure of things for me, if you did say something like Christy work less than 20 hours, I would be like, 
but I am incapable. (laughs) Like I need to be driven by something. And for me, that's work for other people. That might be, you know, parenthood, that might be friendship, that might be any other thing, but you know, driving that to what, you know, makes sense for you is super important. So, you know, you, you mentioned that it's happened to you before you've become toxically ambitious, continue to chase things. What are some things that you do to kind of pull yourself out of that mindset, whether it's a routine or, you know, just something you do to, to start that recalibration? Right. That's a great question. So what I've learned over the years is you don't have to get everything done at once. (laughs) And coming from a recovering type A, that's what I call myself. It's hard because you feel like everything should have been done like last week and everything should be perfect and and all the things. Yes. You, I'm sure you can completely relate. Right. And so I literally have to just be very mindful. Why am I putting all this extra pressure on myself? Why am I trying to do X when no one else is expecting it? Right. So I just really have to make sure that I am in line with what I am trying to do in the sense of making sure that my mind, body, and spirit, my mind, body, and soul are, are feeling okay when I'm getting into getting into those things. And then also, because I am an entrepreneur and, 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 you know, have my company for so long, I really try to make sure I take time off right now. I've, I've, I've been really bad about it the past year because I've been bringing on pretty damn ambitious. So it's been a, a, a lot of work, but I'm trying to get back to the point where every about 90 days, I'm taking a week, if not more off. And I think that recalibration, that just that reset, if you will, of, just seeing things from a different perspective, not just through that lens of, of work or, or whatever that I'm, I'm trying to achieve uh, makes all the difference. It just, it really, it really helps keep things a little bit more balanced in my life. Yeah. So when you do take time off, you know, what does that look like for you? Are you totally stepping away? Are you kind of in and out for, for you? Yeah. What, what do you do? So it's a combination. So this is actually my week off. <laughs> But here I am doing a podcast, right? Oh, but this is fun. This is fun. Right, it doesn't exactly. count. <laughs> right, right, right. So it's a combination. So there's sometimes when I'm like, no, it, it's a completely no phone zone, whatever. I'm going to get, you know, every massage treatment that <laughs> the Fairmont has. There, there's times when I'm, I'm really just, I'm checked out. Do not, I, I tell my team, do not try to contact me. You're going to have to figure it out. Like, it'll be all right. And then there's times like this week where I do check in. I had like, I think I had like maybe two days where I didn't actually check in. And then the rest, I kind of checked in just to make sure that things are going. And there's nothing wrong with that. Again, a lot of times people are like, oh no, you need to just take exactly all the time off and do absolutely nothing work related. Well, if you can do that, great. <laughs> but I'm not going to torture myself if I really feel like I need to check in. Because again, I always trust, I trust my gut. I trust, I trust my intuition. So if something kind of tells me niggling in the back of my head that I need to check in, then I, then I do. But otherwise, if I know I'm having like a real vacation with my husband and we're not, you know, we're, we're not working, then I, I am absolutely out of the office for sure. Yeah, I think that's great. And even talking about how to set those boundaries with your team, with other people, you know, for me, I will be out of town for like two weeks in Europe not even the same time zone. So right. pretty inaccessible. Yeah. And I'm starting, you know, it's months away and I'm starting to plant that in clients head. Like, yes. Hey, just so you know, yes. here's the expectations. And obviously, you know, if there's emergencies, if there's things that really need me totally capable, my team is right. totally capable of handling it. But something you even mentioned previously when talking about, you know, ambition was setting the expectation. Like nobody is expecting you to do that thing. Right. And for me over the past few months, 
resetting those expectations, both with myself and my clients has, has made me stop feeling like I have to do some of those things because I'm like, look, here's our contract. Here's our engagement. It does not say I'm going to do this thing for you every single week. It says I'm going to do it once a month. So why am I going above and beyond to do something that, you know, is not stated in our contract that I am Mm -hmm. basically telling you that you can expect more from me. So I think setting boundaries and really defining that is so important. Well, it starts with, do you feel like you're enough? And I think that's a lot of the reason why a lot of women, including myself, we overwork and we try to over deliver and all the things, right? We're just trying to make sure that we are giving enough, whether it's value, time, resources, energy, whatever. And sometimes you do have to take that step back and just say, no, I am doing exactly what I have been contracted to do, probably actually more, and it, and it is enough. And then when you're spinning in your head about all the things, you know, if if I'm doing it right and all that, just know, yes, it's enough. You're, you're doing it right. It's enough. And if you're not, you're going to learn <laughs> from the mistake. And there's nothing wrong with that because everybody fails. I literally felt that in my heart when you were like, that's why you do it. I'm like, yeah, I know because I'm always stressing. Is this enough? Are they going to be happy? Am I doing this? But at the end of the day, if I'm like, look, this was our agreed upon service. I am doing exactly what I said I would, if not above and beyond, you know, sometimes you have to be, if this isn't right for you, that's totally fine. And that's not on me. And I had this conversation with a friend yesterday. It's like, always taking things so personally and putting so much on yourself. And I do think that's part of, you know, being a woman, particularly a woman in maybe more male dominated fields or just entrepreneurship in general is always making sure you prove yourself. And I think that's such a good point. It starts at your core because if you don't believe you're enough, your service is enough, what you're doing is enough, you are going to keep people pleasing and work above and beyond because you want that gratification of people saying, yeah, you're enough. But once you do the inner work, once you know this service is great, I have served hundreds of people and I know it works. And if it's not right for this client, that's fine. Right. Once you feel like you are enough, you don't keep doing these things. And it's been, you know, for me still working through it. I'm not even going to say I'm close to there, but the more I'm like, look, I know this is the service that's best for my clients. I know I'm doing exactly what I meant to do. If they're not happy, which is actually almost never the case. I make up in my mind that they're not happy. (laughs) They're fine. (laughs) But if they're not, you know, then that's totally fine. If, if that's not right. Right. Yeah. So I'm going to share one, one tip with your uh, listeners, if you don't mind really quickly about worth and value. So back in February, which seems like it was like two months ago, but it was just last (laughs) month, (laughs) we had the level up summit. Essentially it was a a three-day summit speaking with women about their worth and and, and, in the sense of their self-worth, their wealth (laughs) Mm -hmm. and their vision. And one of our speakers, Sherry English, who is a brilliant coach has been coaching goodness, probably 30 plus years. She was like, Let me tell you one thing, (laughs) just via insurance. So think about insurance, like, you know, celebrities get their legs insurance and people get their hands insured if they're models and all that stuff. And then unfortunately, when workers have accidents or something, you know, what is a hand worth, right? So just the human body in its parts, we are worth $45 million, Oh my gosh. So if you can walk in the door knowing that I am worth, I'm already <laughs> holding my head higher, <laughs> right? Hold your head higher. 
just in your just in your parts granite that's it like you were worth 45 million dollars so know that you are enough just just being there <laughs> and then obviously deliver on your your, your promise to, you, to your clients or, or whomever you're serving yeah no i i think that's so interesting to hear because to a lot of us, it's just, you know, whatever I do, however people perceive me, that is my value. Right. If you let other people assign you your value instead of having it yourself, assigning it yourself, that's when you start to question, you know, Indeed. what is enough or, or, you know, what can I do more? Do I need to be doing more? So I want to loop back a little bit to one of the things you had mentioned previously was what we had talked about previously was when your ambition turns a little bit toxic. Mm-hmm. What about when it's a little bit softer or we don't feel as motivated or ambitious, but you know, how can we tap into that feeling like deep down inside of us to, to keep going, to move on that? Right. So again, what's your why? If your why isn't strong enough, you're not going to do anything. You're not going to get out of bed. <laughs> so again, what's your why? Are are you trying to, you know, have the best CPA agency in the state of Texas? Are you trying to make sure that you add another 150 clients to your roster over the year? Like you've got to be driven by that why. That why is going to be your purpose and it's going to help you navigate the ebbs and flows of ambition because ambition isn't all full on all the time, right? Sometimes you're going to feel like, hell yeah, let's get this done. And your team is looking at you like, what in the world? <laughs> who possessed this woman, right? And you're just like getting, you know, delegating, get all the things done. And then there's some days you're going to be like, you know what, I'm going to be right here in my pajamas and your team is, is messaging you. And you're like, um, I'm actually out of the office. <laughs> I'll talk to you next week. Nope. So <laughs> Again, it's it's about the ups and flows of it, but the the reason why you're going to have ambition in the first place is your why. What's your purpose? Like, what what are you working towards? So for you, you know, obviously you have been incredibly successful. Must have super strong why, and keep coming back to that. What are some things you do to remind yourself of that why? Is it written? Is it you know yeah. meditation? What? How do you stay in touch with that? Yeah. So it's a couple of things. So first, just seeing society. I mean, there's so there's so many systemic issues for, for women of color and women that look like me. So I'm trying to help level the playing field, not only for women of color, but just women in general. We know when women have more money, more access to education, the entire population is, is better served for it. And not only that, our families, because we typically teach our, our children. So we, it's, it has like this multi-compound generational effect. So that's my why. It's like, if I can just help one woman, that's, that's what I always say. If I can help, if I can reach one woman, one woman with my message, then I've done my job. And that's the way I always come out. If I can talk to one, then we've, we've, we've got it done. And in that way, I'm not putting too much pressure on myself as well. I love that idea of not putting too much pressure, but knowing that it's one step at a time. Indeed. That's something that I've really been trying to focus on. Someone was telling me about this book. I've been meaning to read it, but it's the concept that we will get done however much time we like allow ourselves in a day. It's like the concept that you will pack everything you need to do in as much time as you have. And if you're like, I have a million years to do it all, you like will. And it's something that I experienced, you know, when I was in college studying for my CPA exam, I like wasn't really taking classes at that time. So I didn't have any structure in my day. It was just like study all day. And I was trying to like work out each day just because I'm like, I need to work out. So I sleep at night. Yeah. <laughs> um, and every single morning I would wake up and I'd be like, well, I have the whole day. 
Right. I can do it later. I can do it later. I can do it later with yeah. 9 p.m. And I'm like, we'll do it tomorrow. <laughs> Versus if I wake up and I have a jam-packed day and I'm like, this is the only time I can fit in a workout. I'm going to do it then. Right. I would get so much done. And yeah. it was really interesting learning about the concept of however much time you give yourself, you can get it done. So if you're like, this is, you know, this week, this month, whatever, I'm yeah. going to serve this one person. I'm going to do this one thing not overwhelming yourself, but also saying, this is my goal and I'm going to make it happen has been super life-changing for me to be like, Chrissy, this is your task. This is your day. Then tomorrow we will do that thing. And not feeling like I, this is one of my most toxic traits. I will just expose myself. I always think that the more I do today, the less I'll have to do tomorrow. Yeah. Which is never true. I'm always like, well, I'll keep working late now so I have less to do tomorrow. Right. And it's like, A, does it matter? Like, I don't have anything else to do tomorrow. Like, why do I care? Right. But that's never the case. You always find more to do. So I love that concept of focus on one thing at a time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and again, it's about just breaking it down. Your goal, that lofty goal can be broken down into nice little bite-sized pieces and you can accomplish them. And again, it's about looking at what you can do right in front of you. And that's it. Not looking at, again, like, you know, if you're trying to climb Everest, (laughs) you're not looking at the summit, you're looking at that next step right in front of you because you don't want to step on a crevasse or, or do something where you're going to, you know, just, just damage yourself or, or your team members. So you've got to just make sure that you stay focused, but with your eye on the ultimate goal. And then that way you won't overwhelm yourself. I love that. So I know you mentioned, we were talking a little bit about the beginning, at the beginning, how you have been working on something super cool to really be able to, you know, calculate how you can use ambition for sustainable happiness. I know it's yes. not fully complete yet, but yes. super interesting to me. Can you just give us a little bit of a sneak peek as to what yeah. you're working on and what our listeners can hopefully see from you when they continue to follow you in the future? Yeah, absolutely. So I feel like ambition should be made up of a few things. So one component should be joy, right? (laughs) If we don't have joy, then what's the point? Obviously your level of success and then the effort that you want to put in it and then growth. And I think those four components kind of make up what I call the ambition quotient, which I will be releasing soon so that people can go in and calculate their own ambition quotient to see, you know, how ambitious are you? And there's no right or wrong answer because each one of those, um, we're going to have a, a different level for each one of those. How, how important is joy to you? Is it 100% or is it like 75% or how important is success to you? Some people would be like at 25% because it's like, I just want to raise puppies, <laughs> you know? So yeah, that's something that we're working on and uh, I'll make sure I circle back in so that your listeners can get that. Yeah, absolutely. And that's so cool to me because thinking about that you can be ambitious, but at different points and value different things in that ambition. And it might be like the same level of ambition, but you value it differently. So, you know, that definitely means you need a different approach. You probably need a different coach than like you said, just a referral program. You need to be set up with people who have your same values because, you know, if you're working with somebody who has different values than you and has different idea of what ambition and success means, that's really not going to help you grow in the way that you want and that will make you happy. Right. And surrounding yourself. I mean, that's part of what we do at Pretty Damn Ambitious as part of the collective is making sure that we're surrounding ourselves with other women 
who have like-minded goals, right? Not all of us, you know, want to make it to the C-suite. Not all of us want to be like, not all of us are moms, I should say. But we have the like-mindedness in the sense of we want to celebrate your success. We know that there's abundance for everyone. There's just a lot that we do within the, co- the collective to really help encourage and, and support one another so that we do uh, reach reach our goals. I love that. So talking about, you know, pretty ambitious, if people want to find you, work with you and join part of the collective, where can they do that? Yeah. So go to prettydamnambitious.com and it is spelled D-A-M-N. <laughs> and then we're, we're not on, messing around here. <laughs> right. right. It, it, it's, it's the real word. And we are on Instagram at PD ambitious. You can follow us there as well. Amazing. And those will all be linked in the show notes as well so that you guys can just go click that note, follow them and be super involved and be ready for when the formula comes out. I am so excited. I will be posting that to you guys. So if you follow me, you can definitely go from there. So Bianca, thank you so, so much for being here. I know this was incredibly valuable for our listeners and we have absolutely loved hearing about all of your successes. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Of course. So to our CEO listeners, I hope you've enjoyed this. Don't forget to go click the links below to go follow Bianca and Pretty Damn Ambitious. And if you are not yet part of our CEO Wing Women community, you can also join that to find a like-minded community to bounce ideas off of, share your services, and just build that community that you are always looking for. So we will see you next week, CEOs. Mm-hmm.